Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and joined, as always, with my good friends, Philip Morley and Ramon Valdez. How's everybody doing this evening? Hey, good. <laughs> really good, but why did you list Phil first? Why? Because I'm a bit of fresh. Because <laughs> he, he was the name I remembered at first. <laughs> I, get, I get like uh, into that, and I'm like, oh, crap, I can't remember the name. Who's the other guy again? <laughs> with Phil Morley and that other yeah, guy. Yeah, Ramon Morley and <laughs> Philip Valdez. <laughs> Good evening, guys. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. I'm I'm a I'm a little belly sore from all of the Halloween candy. Um, <laughs> from we live in a great area. We didn't get one single kid here. It's <laughs> a great area. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Nice. We buy one bag of our favorite candy just in case, just every year. <laughs> eat, eat, eat it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my kids, my older kids have got pretty wise. They hide their candy now. I tell them it's a candy tax. (laughs) Daddy, 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 candy tax. (laughs) You want to live in my house? Pay up some candy. And and grab that vacuum hose. Oh yeah, that's right. And screw down some hardy board. And I saw that. (laughs) That's. That's when you want to give somebody a lesson that's that age. Make them screw into Hardy Boards. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those uh, uh, screws, I forget the name of them, but the, the design for that, the Hardy Board thing. And, you know, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, you got to pre-drill that. Nope. Nope. It's impressive. I've never used those yeah. before. So, anyhow. Were, so, they, yeah. were they GRKs? Is that what they were? No. No, they're... They're something else. I huh? think they're Hardy Board brand. They're, yeah, they're, they're all okay. Hardy Board yeah, screws or whatever. But um, Every... that's your little fireplace we're doing, just in case people are wondering what we're talking about. Laying down some tile underneath a wood burning stove because, you know, we live in Texas and it gets pretty cold here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One week out of the year. <laughs> really pathetic about it is we're like, we're doing this. And so we go to tractor supply and. I go online and they have all the stuff and I was just missing two components to hook it all up and we go there and it's a nightmare because we take all the kids before trick-or-treating <laughs> and it was just I nearly killed everyone and we get there and the guy looks at me and goes it doesn't get cold enough we don't carry that stuff it's like come on man uh, you can't even have it for aviance huh? And so I told him, I said, I don't care. I said, I've got a heater too, but I want the ambiance. And I have a wood shop, so perfect. Do you need me to go to the local TSC store here in South Dakota and ship you some parts down? I wish you I wish you would. <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, baby. <laughs> so what what you guys uh, been up to? How you doing? Uh, you were sick a little bit, Ben, right? You were over that? Your family's doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing good. It's it's going around, man. It's the time of the year. Yeah. My kids have been sick for weeks now. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> they just keep passing it to each other, yep. huh? Oh, yeah. They're disgusting. It's a bummer. <laughs> they're disgusting. It's true, man. They're like drinking out of each other's cups and <laughs> eating each other's food and boogers. And... <laughs> little, yeah. little Petri dishes. Yeah. They were, yeah. 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 <laughs> you get to homeschool them all. They all get yeah. to stay home all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm starting. I'm starting to re- rethink that. 
No, it's it's fantastic. Well, right on. Well, do you get your so you had the show, right? No, no um, that, that didn't happen, or that no, did happen. But the, well, the delivery for the show. So it goes on for um, uh, the month of November. Oh, it's the month of November. I thought it was like a weekend show. I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome because um, so yeah, it's, it's the Texas Furniture Makers show. It goes on for the entire month. It's a really nice setup. Um, you know, you just drop your stuff off. It's a gallery, and you just you just leave, and then you I don't know. I go back in a couple of weeks, and they do the award ceremony type thing and and michael fortune will be doing like a oh nice a, a lecture on something and and he's a judge uh so i i'll go back for all of that it's like two or three different you know events um and this will be the first year i actually do it but michael fortune so you know i'm gonna do that i've never met him before so i'm excited yeah he's cool uh, it, it was yeah. it was awesome that you had something that you were able to finish and put in the show well, you know what's really awesome is, so I've mentioned it to my client who's been waiting for this desk for two years. It was when it was put on the book. So it's kept getting delayed because he couldn't take possession of the desk yet. And, you know, basically in the next week he can. So I asked him, you know, I said, you know, hopefully he's not asking too much. Can I put his desk in? Anyway, gave him a little spill. Totally understood if he said no. And he said, give me a little time to think about it. So I reached out to him again and said, don't want to be pushy, but I need to know by Monday because I have to deliver it. If if I can't take it, again, not a big deal. And he turned around and said, let's, he goes, let's go win an award. And uh, he's, he's let me put it in. So he's going to wait, you know, another three weeks. Oh, um, you're kidding. Yeah, he, he, <clears throat> he's just an awesome client. And he turned around and said, you're giving me something so unique and beautiful. I can wait another three weeks. I didn't realize that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I I didn't think I was going to have that. So I, f- I had that mahogany little cabinet that I've had on Instagram. And I was like, let me finish that guy so I could have it. So I, at least I have something. So do you have both pieces? I have both pieces. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. I usually don't ever fin- do anything, but I was like, man, Michael Fortune's going to be there. I want to have something in the show. Um, and I, and it was a fun little cabinet to finish out. And, you know, then on top of that, to be able to have the desk too. Mm, it's, that's it's awesome. Really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic client, man. I, yeah. And, you know, and what makes it even more amazing to me is that he's been waiting for his building to be finished forever. You know, it's, it's been delayed by months and months. And this is the last little thing to finish it all off. And so he's he's willing to wait for you know a few more weeks. So. Well, I thought I saw a post where you had delivered it to the client. No, not the desk. Oh, I wish. Okay. Well, I don't wish actually. I, I was because it was in my way, but uh, it worked out. No, the desk got delivered to the show. Okay. Uh, then you might be thinking of the conference table. I that, that. That's right. I was thinking the conference because I thought it, it seemed like that conference table was at the site a little early. Um, just from the background, it looked like there was still construction oh, yeah. going on. Oh, the, the next day it was opening. Oh, it's geez. ridiculous. Yeah, there was like, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> it, it was fine. It was good. But, you know, I show up uh, the day before to deliver it and install it. And I meant to chase, all, well, they're going to chase all the wires up for the legs for the conference table. And I look down and there's, there's data, but there's no um, electrical. And they haven't even pulled the, the, the holes there in the concrete, but they haven't pulled the wire through. Oh, great. And so I had to, 
you know, I had to leave. I couldn't wait around. So uh, I, I went back out and finished it out and it, it worked out. It, um, it, it's going to look fantastic in that space and I'll get some nice photos of it. So that, that'd be cool. How'd you like those connectors, those festival connectors? Did that work out pretty good? It did. I wish I had the bigger uh, festival because those the, the connectors for the big guy are much, you know, much beefier. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, they worked. Uh, it worked out great. Um, uh, yeah, it worked out great. I've not ever used those, but they look they look legit. Yeah, for this it worked pretty, you know, perfect. You just don't over tighten the. Uh, the little set screw thing. Uh, I snapped one. Mm. Um, so where know. does it connect? Because some <clears> of it's a shadow line, right? That just yeah. No, I've I've got shadow lines all over it, so nothing. Uh, you know, so it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect, right? So I kind of uh, no, yeah, that's uh, smart. Made it a highlight, so it's got a chamfer. So there's four four pieces that make up this entire top, and where every edge touches, and that's where all the connects are. Um, it also has been broken with like a, a about a sixteenth uh, chamfer all the way around, mm-hmm. and then at the ends it has breadboard ends, fake breadboard ends that are like three inches wide, but span the entire thing, so it makes it kind of look finished. So yeah, it it, look, it came out really well. It I was actually terrified because I showed up and I was by myself and I had to install that by myself. <laughs> and uh, it, it, man, I couldn't have asked for it to go any better. It just all fit like a glove. And you know, there, there was one issue when I got there. The table was rocking around like crazy, and I, you know, I was like, "Man, what is going on?" And sure enough, the concrete was just was out yeah. by a half inch. See, we just talked about that on the last show. <laughs> oh, it was, it was terrible. It had a twist in like the concrete, and you know, where the grommet, where they uh, brought the wire up through the concrete, had high spots too. Mm-hmm. Is where they floated it around it or something. Yeah, just yeah. But I, I had to shim it, and it it worked out. But yep, I was like, okay, this is why I don't like doing commercial type jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be able to drop off a small table at someone's house and with put some <laughs> put some business cards underneath it to level it and walk away. Or just use three legs on everything. Yeah, three legs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So it's it's been a crazy crazy couple of weeks. That's cool though. You've uh, delivering stuff, getting stuff to the show, and cleaned out yeah. your shop. And yeah, it feels really good. I got another show I need to deliver stuff to on Sunday. Um, I've got a table and my lounge chair. I'm just gonna, as show pieces. So that's going to be the end of it, uh, probably for the year. <laughs> so does the show this um, the Texas? Uh, it's what is it? It's Texas Furniture Makers. Is that what it is? Yeah, te- Texas uh, Texas Furniture Makers okay. show. Do they yeah. <clears throat> do they try to sell any pieces? Yeah, it's it's all um, you know. They get twenty percent, so a com- commission base. Yeah, commission okay. base. Um, so somebody you might don't have offer you more it. for the desk. You'll have to make another one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that that discussion came up. So here's the deal: if if it's not for sale, you don't you're not eligible to win any awards. You can put it not for sale. You pay more to put it in the show because um, they don't make any commission. Sure. Um, and that discussion came up. I told my client, now it can't win an award because it's not for sale. And he said, well why don't you put it for sale? And wow. I, told him, I told him what I would put on it. And he said, let's do that. And and I said, well, we're joking. I know it's not going to sell for that. But what if it but does? what if it did? 
and he's like, then we get to build another kick-ass desk. And, Man, what a client! That is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's he's ridiculous. But um, that's great. So it is for sale. If you have a hundred thousand dollars, it's yours. Well, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could, you could get that or one of or one of um, Trent's canoes. Oh, Trent's canoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and it's funny because. You know, I started kind of breaking it down. I was like, you know, honestly, if you said you got $100 an hour, it's a $100,000 desk. Mm-hmm. It, it know, adds up uh, quick. That's not what I charged for it. Yeah, but no, but it adds, it, it up, adds quick. up quick. You know, so. Well, maybe hoping, somebody will order two of them. Two, yeah. Geez. <laughs> well, I said to the client, I said, man, I hope it doesn't sell. He's like, why not? 100000 bucks. He said, you know, you get to build me another one for like sixty-five, seventy thousand, 70000 And, yeah. you know, he gets a little cut. We move on. I was like, okay. <laughs> I just don't know if I want to build it again. Yeah. <laughs> But just think how fast. I mean, you'll, you're familiar with it now, though. Oh, please! Come on, <laughs> come on, man! But that's that's how you that's how you sell a hundred thousand dollar desk. Is you have to ask for a hundred thousand dollars first, right? You know, that's that's right. what you know. Talking about Trent, that's what he did. You know, he he yeah. said it was a hundred thousand dollars, and that was the that was the hook. <clears throat> it was the hundred thousand dollar canoe, and all of a sudden. Right. All of a sudden, all these magazines and newspapers and everybody else wanted to do articles on it because it was this kind of, a, you know, um, audacious thing. Right. And then somebody is like, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, it is a funny world we, we're in because we, we undervalue ourselves all the time, um, especially as far as when you start thinking out, like, how much you get paid an hour and stuff. And even on, like, delivery. I mean, I'm getting to a point now that where – it's like, yeah, I charge. If I'm coming back to the job site, you're being charged for it because it's mm-hmm. just, it's time. And it's all time, if right? If you're busy, you're getting kind of ticked off because like now I'm not able to work in a shop because I'm wasting another day doing this. Yeah. And then it's it's like you said with that $100,000, it's kind of like who you know more than what you know sometimes. But, yeah, but you, you got to have... It's, I, don't, I don't feel bad. Like Carmen, hmm. my wife, she's so funny. She's like, well, don't you feel bad putting 100000 on it? I'm like, no, because I could justify the crap yeah. out of it for $100,000. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like... That if is you were to document every a oh, bit of time, I know I have over a thousand hours in it. You're gonna go up there, you know. And yeah, so it's yeah. Like a thousand hours, a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah, it's like come on. And it's not just the and time. The it's, it's the skill, the the design, right? All you know, all of that. Yeah. it adds up. But you got you got you got to have the guts to ask for it. And that's not right, right. that's not that easy to do. I mean, it's one thing to you know us oh, us yeah. talking about it and throw the throw the number out, but to like to go out and and say that's what it is and then yeah and then, and then catch the you know and then catch the comments and the hell that that brings you know like you know who the hell do you think you are asking for that kind of money oh i know you know that, yeah, that, that I, that's real i mean that i don't know that stuff's gonna happen behind <clears throat> my back and i'm just gonna be like whatever sure yeah yeah but, but yeah is, you, you've got you don't have to justify it for anybody you know you know how much time you put into right. it well and... it's, it's easier in this situation too <laughs> yeah, well, my situation is perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, let, let me just put it this way: the client did not pay a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but yeah, you you know that going back to that that thing with Trent and the and the canoe. I mean, I I saw numerous comments about you know why the hell would anybody spend that kind of money on on that? You know, you you'd have to hear those comments, yeah. um, but. <laughs> Also, you know, because he asked for it, you know, hey, 
Right. He got it. And to those, <laughs> and to those people, to the people that are willing to spend that, honestly, like I think we we can't even begin to fathom doing that. But we got to take ourselves out of the situation because a hundred thousand dollars to some people is not a lot of that's money. That's right. You know, and that's I think that's where we have trouble. Is like oh, I can't ask that because I could never afford that. It's like no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to take you. You got to take you out of the equation. When I first started selling out of the gallery out of Santa Fe, um, I had stuff down there for a while. And then I had gotten, I had another show asked if I had something I could put in this show, and it was just strictly um, for display. I didn't have anything at the time, so I went to the original gallery that I had some pieces in, and I asked, I told them what I wanted to do, and they said, well, sure, you know. So I took one of the pieces, and it went to this other show for a month long exhibition. And when I brought it back, the lady was at the gallery that I was showing out of, she says, we get lots of inquiries on on your pieces. But quite frankly, we think they're priced too low. Yeah, yeah. And so we raised the price and my stuff started selling. Yeah. And she said, you have to understand, she goes, a lot of these people that visit this gallery, they have, you know, multiple homes. They've been around the world seven times. They want something that's unique and that only they have this and they can show their friends, their neighbors. Right. And so don't undervalue your work. Yeah. And I mean, it just it, it's a weird thing. And, and it's sense. tough when you're starting out. I mean, it's really, I think it's something you just, you, I always say you got to put some skin, skin in the game, you know, like you, you can't just start out and be like, hey, it's $75,000. You got to kind of earn that a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but it is, it's a really difficult thing because, I mean, we do, we undervalue ourselves all the time and i almost want to think of myself more i think maybe where we're going wrong is maybe we should call ourselves tradesmen because a good tradesman makes pretty decent money a good plumber a good electrician and i think sometimes we go for more of the artist type thing which is great because you're trying to get that artist money but a lot of times there's not many people that are getting good money as an artist until you, you know, die. Until you die. <laughs> well, and so it's like, I've, I've just a few things recently have come up and I, it, it was weird because I just kind of was rolling with it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to charge more for that because I've already said the price. Yeah, it's added a little bit of work, but I'm happy that I've got the job. And the, the person actually reached down and said, I know that's going to cost me. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it is. It is going to cost more. Why the heck am I not saying that up front? Like if you want something to be changed, you're going to have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a, it's a just a really difficult thing because you starting out, you're trying to get jobs, you're trying to pay bills. Um, but I, I think it's just, you know, it's like anything else. You, you learn it as you go. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a never, it's a never ending um, yeah. evolving thing, but yeah, you've yeah. got to, um, you've got to ask for it because you're not going to get that many people that are going to volunteer to say, Hey, you know, can I pay you more? You're just not going to get that very often. <laughs> you don't, you you don't know? hear those words in that you order know, very often. You're gonna, you, you know, so you've got to you've got to ask for it. But, but yeah, there's what? there's an art to it because you also, you know, you also want the work, um, you know, and you want to build like you know somebody comes to you and they've got something that's really interesting and you want to make right. it, you know. So I'm bad at that. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm already making it and I haven't put a price on it. You know, it's like I need not do that. I'm already attached. <laughs> sure, sure. When we did a lot of commercial work, anytime there was a change, out comes this piece of paper called the change, change order. order. Yep, yeah, you betcha. And you know it shouldn't be any different. <clears throat> exactly. That, that's just, that's that's what I've experienced recently. I was like, that's exactly it. I've always it's... I've always thought those should be called cash orders instead of change orders. <laughs> they're more 
they're more they're more bills than they are than they are coins usually. Right. <laughs> Seems like when those things come out, so yeah. <laughs> change. <laughs> change. You're thinking of this thing totally wrong. <laughs> oh man. So Ramon, how you like those magnets in my little my little boxes, huh? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Any anytime I see something like that, I'm like, yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say, yeah, I should have put them on both sides. <laughs> I know, I was I was waiting for that. I I did it as soon as I glued the boxes up. I was like, you know, I probably should have put a magnet on the other side. And then as soon as I post it, that's what I get. I get people going. <laughs> you know, it, it is an interest. Recently, I just did a post too on plywood panels and again veneered and stuff. Yeah, like straight away you get all this, and they're not being negative, but it's like, well, why wouldn't you just buy walnut veneer plywood, or why, uh, why is he doing that? I'm guessing it's because it's cheaper to do that. It's like, oh man, you guys have got it backwards. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, just make your own plywood. It's way cheaper. Oh, yeah, way, way I'm cheaper. Like, God, dang. <laughs> anyway, but but the magnet, I had some really cool. Um, some people say, but it, you know, again, they're seeing a little glimpse of what's going on and they don't know the whole picture um so yes hindsight right it would have been awesome to put a magnet in the backside too i just didn't think of it until like it was too late and i didn't want to see the magnet i could have screwed one i could have still put one in but i didn't want to see it and then i had some really cool comments <laughs> put a magnet and reverse the polarity or whatever you call it um, and put it in the back of the cabinet so if someone puts it in wrong it's going to push it back out mm -hmm. i was like that's kind of cool i had like Probably 10 people mentioned that but the problem is these drawers go to the back of the wall and oh there's nothing there's no no there's back or, there. there's no yeah back there's no there. back mm -hmm. yeah i, I can't I, did you mention that ramon to me no i thought about it but i never i didn't i didn't post it i know it was, a few people mentioned it and it's like yeah that's a good idea but I, in this case it was too late you know who's who's the yeah. who's the box for was it just for the was it just for the show this or is just fun. Just, this, just yeah, fun. So, this, so. yeah, this, it's for the show. So this whole piece was a piece that I uh, taught, and I've had it laying around and never finished it. And oh. So I decided instead of little drawers, I'm going to do little boxes. And I didn't want any handles. I didn't want any little holes in it. So I was like, you know what? Why not put a magnet? <laughs> sure, to pull it out. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was like, okay, how the hell does anyone know how to put the lid on correctly, and how the hell do you make sure no one puts it in backwards in the front? Yeah, the little, which the little also in, makes it impossible. The little to put the, top the little inlay, right? Backwards. You put the little inlay in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you inlay. cut out on me. I I didn't hear it. So. Oh yeah, the little inlay in the front. Yeah. So it kind of that way you know it's the front. Yeah, that's fantastic. So how far along was that piece when you decided to finish it? Uh, the whole thing was finished except for me doing little boxes. I, I saw one night when you were like. Couldn't sleep, so you know, started making these boxes yeah. like two in the morning or something <laughs> because yeah. I was up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that that happens a lot. I can't sleep, so I'll go to the show. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, have you have you cut yourself with that skill saw, Ramon? I have, man. I, you know, <laughs> did you see the post that I deleted? I think I, I didn't know you deleted it. Is it where you were just holding it and pushing it to your foot? Yeah, so I'm cutting a filler, and I've been doing that for so long that it feels completely normal to me. I've never had, yeah. not even close to an accident. You know, the saw doesn't right. know any different, right? 
it's right. just upside down. Right. But but people just you know, well not everybody. I mean, I'd say ninety five percent of the comments were you know. Did you get some negative? I stuff? did a, a couple of. Um, uh, one guy was Italian. One guy was Spanish, and I can speak both, so I was able to understand it. But I believe what happened is they couldn't read the post where I said, you know, I've been doing this for 40 years. Cause one guy said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and another guy, David Boucher, I have a lot of respect for him. And he said, you know, you're influencing a lot of young minds as well. And I saw that. And I thought, yeah. you know what, you're right. And uh, I have a lot of respect for that guy. And so right there, I thought, you know, this is really kind of silly on my part. And so I deleted the post, but, yeah, okay. I still got tons of DMs I, I about it. I did not notice. <laughs> I didn't notice you deleted the post. It, it just so exploded <laughs> with uh, with comments, and um, I, I I knew I wouldn't be able to keep up with with comments, and and it, so I just thought, yeah, okay, this is gone. Yeah, but I'm just All I've right. used a skill saw like that for you know. Oh, it's not always dangerous yeah. when you see somebody using a tool that is not conventional. It does. It might, might be dangerous for other people, but not necessarily for that particular user right. that has been right. doing it and his skills. Well, and um, but I mean, I, like Sam Olof, I mean, he, I know like uh, the way he used a bandsaw was not, it was not the way you meant to use a bandsaw. Having that piece of wood in, in the air, yeah. on one point and, and he, he said it, you know, he's like, don't do this. Broken fingers. <laughs> don't do this. It works for me. I don't recommend you doing it. And I, when I saw you do that with the saw, I had a good friend, uh, Diego uh, from Puerto Rico, and he would do that exact same thing. And he was freaking amazing. At it. I mean, I literally can cut. I wouldn't try it because I would chop my freaking. I can literally off, but... cut fillers that are, that are not parallel or maybe the walls curved. And, ridiculous Amazing. and cut it and put it right in i don't mess with it with with anything and i just i've just done it for so long yeah it just, but, it's just but that's second nature that's the difference you've done it for so long you didn't mm -hmm. you didn't just right. see it on instagram and then go out and try it <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is somebody because i did and... <laughs> somebody uh stole or not stole but you know how somebody will take one of your posts and post it on their own yeah, and I yeah. don't remember where it is, but it's, it's so it's out there. Oh, it's out there on <laughs> even though <laughs> even though I deleted it, it's still out there. It's out there on some <laughs> some. They'll probably give me credit this one time because usually when your stuff gets stolen, you know they don't give you any credit, but this time they will. Great. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed a lot of that recently. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's every every day there's a a piece that they're putting up. Mm -hmm. It's like it's ridiculous. That one video I did with uh, where I'm drilling in the front of my bench and it got over 2,300,000 views. That has been right. uh, reposted on other, um, those types of, you know, uh, like, right. like over 20 times. Jeez. Well, sure, they see the numbers that, that it generated. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's, but I think people are starting yeah, to I... recognize that because you'll see how they repost it, but there's no comments, no likes. Then, people are just ignoring right. it. It's like, this isn't yours. I don't want to see this. Well, and you know, if, if I ever see one with like t-shirts on that page, yeah, exactly. I, I, I report it. Yeah. I just, I, I click report and I block them. Yeah. I just, mm. I just always block them. I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, they get taken down and then they come sure, back. Sure. Right. They just, just a, change their, yeah. I think it's just, it's, I don't think it's a person. No, them, it's, a bot. Like it's a bot. It's a bot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, so what? I don't understand. How does that work? What's what's the bot? What's the purpose? What is the what's causing it? Why is it doing that? It's to make money. It's a, a lot of it. I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but when you <laughs> see those T-shirt ones, it's just driving traffic, and they wanting you to go click on their little link. Okay. And go buy, so and go buy shitty T-shirts. Mm, so it's just okay. I see. So the back end, it's actually somebody, but they're just using. Yeah, I some think they can set up like a program mm-hmm. to just generate. Produce that. Yeah. Do you, Do you think that goes off of off of off of hashtags or do you think know. it goes off of keywords i mean i i, I almost Problem. think that it goes off of i don't know i i can see where it could go off of hashtags you know like whatever you throw woodworking in it it's gonna you know it can circle circle around and just it's constantly looking for stuff and it just it looks for something that generates some interest and then it takes it you know yeah, yeah. if it if it's got Crazy. if it's got hashtag i i don't know how it works but my get this this would be a guess would be like if it's got hashtag let's say woodworking or something in it and then it gets over x amount of views then it's gonna then it's gonna pick it up like as as a as the All program it. you know like there's kind of i don't a- know how it works but the one where i'm cutting those fillers uh it that that post wasn't active for 30 minutes or you know maybe 40 minutes something oh, like that yeah. and somebody somebody well, somebody stole too, it like so. um, some people are probably following us and then they have a separate account and they just repost it mm. um i think i think some of it too is is, is an actual person but it just it seems nearly impossible because you'll see that it's the same picture and i'll get told that this account was deleted and then almost the next freaking day I it's see on another someone, one Tagging me, and it's the same picture, a different name. Yeah. And you're like, that can't be a person, right? I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really quick. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I can't can't keep well, track of it. And... So what? Uh, what's what you been up to, Ramon? Well, <laughs> Domino Docs. <laughs> make oh, that man. That ex- how, many, how many have you made now? I have made and shipped over 120 of those. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Damn. That's awesome. The the DF five hundreds just like we talked about those things sold so well because I think it's a more popular machine maybe the yeah. DF five hundred but uh, yeah I I, I didn't really keep dude. track of the the XL seven hundreds versus the DF five hundreds but I I've certainly sold more DF five hundreds but yeah it was crazy there for a while I <laughs> it's like oh my gosh I and I don't know if you noticed but I just kind of laid low I wasn't on Instagram I wasn't doing anything yeah. I was just trying to fly <laughs> under the radar and trying to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was doing, like making domino docs. But I got a really good system, and um, so I can bang them out. They're on my website now, and actually they're still that's selling. Cool. I just got a couple of orders to ship, but um, yeah, it was it was great. Um, it's a cool little uh, thing. I I'm gonna try to keep those stocked, and um, I love I love how people are using them. Right. And right. Um, have you guys used yours yet? I have not, to be honest. I, I don't use a domino, so. <laughs> Can you send it back? Oh, hell no. Uh, along with your... You die. Along, along with your domino machine? <laughs> you don't use it, right? No. I haven't used it yet, but I, when, when, it, when that time comes... Yeah, it's just, it's just handy, and I, I just love the different... Um, uh, oh, it makes total sense. I, I've almost cracked the body of my domino by putting it in my vice. Oh, yeah, somebody else told me that. Yeah, I, I used to shove it in my vice and then tie in it. And, and you it's know, and round. It, 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 it's round. It doesn't grab, so then it, it will slip, and it's so stupid. But, it's yeah, so stupid. And, and I never thought once, oh, I should make a little plywood thing. But that 
That's perfect. So I'm looking forward to using it. I, I can see it. It's a, coming in a cradle. So yeah, that, cradle. that went pretty good. And then I'm, I'm trying to put some marquetry kits together. So the class that I used to teach at our local college, you know, of course, the students would get um, a fret saw and the, and the pin vise and the blades and the little drop, jobber drill bits and the glue bottle and, of course, the veneer pack and the, oh, dude, and the donkey. Awesome. Uh, in addition, I'm also going to have um, a tutorial, a little flash drive tutorial. And those will ship out in a flat rate box, so they can go anywhere. What? Yeah. When is that happening? I, 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 I'm interested. I'm putting the course syllabus together, and I still have to record the tutorial. <laughs> so no telling when that'll happen. But, but you, you've been resawing all those veneers, right? I got all the veneers. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, okay. I got a bunch of veneers ready. So they'll have, you know, this package of, oh, there's some exotics and some domestics, but it's exactly the same thing I used to teach the class. Because here locally, I get asked a lot still. It's like, hey, when are you going to teach that class again? And I'm like, eh, you know, I just don't have time, this and that. I thought, hey, well, here's a way to do it. It'll kind of be a, a virtual uh, classroom. So super excited about that. I think it'll, I think it'll do pretty good. I, I won't know the price of it yet until I put it all together and then I'll know how much time I have. Right, and then, right. Man, that's really cool. I'm definitely, because... I, it's funny. I have a um, my my friend uh, Frank Strauss yeah. is going to come come by and help me with with one of those gum boxes again. And this time round, I've kind of asked if he would actually kind of show me a little bit of how to do it. So I would love to get into it a little bit. You know, it's really it's. I think he does the same process as yeah. I do the double bevel technique. It's it's my favorite. You know, and and literally people will be able to open this box. And then when they start the flash drive, of course, there's going to be an introduction where I'm just talking about inlay and marquetry, where you should use one versus the other. And then, But once we start, I'll be literally opening this box, and we'll be setting it up, and you're just going to follow along, and we're just going to start. And I, I literally would just have students make blobs, just not even you're not even making a circle right. is just just to learn to feel and understand the process once you understand the process and how it works because it can get kind of confusing because of the angles and this and that the angle, yeah but like the up it going is downhill. so awesome it is so yeah. awesome once once you then i would just see all these light bulbs going everybody would be like aha i get it and they start fitting these pieces and they fit perfectly no matter what you do because you're cutting both pieces at the same time with this you know this angle yeah. so for the 16th thick veneer it's a 10 and a half degree angle so it's a mathematical relationship i guess between the right. saw curve the angle of the donkey and so but that is so and cool. then what do you you've got to you've, you, you've got to cut do you cut clockwise for outside and counterclockwise for inside was that the scoop i can't remember uh well no you it depends on the angle that your donkey is on on my particular ones they're angled to the left and so you cut clockwise around your piece okay and then the the bottom piece is um the piece that is called the insert veneer and it gets led into the top so it's kind of a dovetail shape piece sure and it just fits perfect once you figure out those angles so you can maintain a vertical cut and once people understand that concept then they can move to a scroll saw and of course you know make make the process a little bit faster sure right so yeah exciting well cool yeah i got a book um oh what's his name craig van steven van yeah craig craig vandal stevens vandal stevens yeah Yeah, uh, that's yeah when i first saw that technique i was blown away same here i actually took his class up at anderson ranch oh man is when i got started he uses a thicker veneer i think he does 564s and oh, some yeah. of the some of the exotics were a little bit 
hard to cut through at that thickness. So I kind of revamped my, my the way I like it, and, and, and I just use a 16th thick. And the other reason I did that is because a lot of the veneers that you can buy now are a 16th of an inch thick. Um, yeah. Back then, it was a little bit hard to find anything like that. Nobody was doing it. Shoot, you, I, literally like seven, eight years ago, you could put marquetry in your in your computer, and it would like, I don't know what you're talking about. What is that word? Sure. Now it's very common, but yeah, it's it's funny because it's it's you know it's been around for freaking hundreds of years, but yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, yep, the website, <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. been doing that, and I'm I'm trying to get ready for a uh, presentation. Super excited about that uh, Albuquerque Woodworkers Association. I'm gonna do a little presentation down there. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about social media and. Um, Instagram primarily because that's what I'm familiar with and then do a little demonstration on marquetry and uh, it'll be great because they're all woodworkers and you know they'll oh, yeah, be, they'll, be yeah so how far is Albuquerque from where you're at uh, two about two and a half two hours and a half hours south, south. yeah Are you, is yeah. it straight south from you are you in about the middle yeah. of the state we're the we're we're no i mean close to the colorado yeah. border. oh albuquerque i mean i mean east west middle of the state uh, it's kind of eastish a little bit albuquerque goes east from where we're at okay okay southeast i guess all right mostly south i'm confused <laughs> but albuquerque's huge it's and it's a mess i wouldn't want to live there but um you know they have a lot of stuff there they used to have a lot of uh um stores that sold exotics but they're gone now, so we have to order online. We don't we we don't go to big warehouses and choose our lumber. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. are lucky down there in Texas. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I can only get pretty much domestic. I can't not not. Well, even like, that, I mean, it's tough to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, we're we're pretty pretty lucky for sure. Hey, I wanted to. So there was a uh, not too long ago a guy by the name of Douglas Deniston, Douglas I believe. Deniston. He goes by at Douglas Deniston. He wanted to know if we could talk a little bit about bandsaw resawing, which uh, this is probably a good place to segue into it. Speaking of marquetry, <laughs> you don't use a bandsaw. Remember? No, I, I, I cut it all by hand. <laughs> or a domino. Or a domino. <laughs> so, yeah, bandsaw resawing. And he wasn't real specific about his question, but uh, you got to have a beautiful uh, perfectly set up bandsaw I, I and i think the best advice i can tell anybody is put your gullets in the center of your blade or as close as you can i have a one inch blade and so the back of my blade is hanging off the edge of my wheel if you were to open the top cover on my bandsaw but put, wait, gull- put, the, put the gullets in the center of Clo- your wheel close yes why because yeah. that's where the support that's where the support is that's where the tension that's where the tension so, so, since you're bandsaw wheel is crowned that's where the tension of the blade is right is yep. in the center so if your blade is centered the, all the tension is in the center of that blade and up in the front where the teeth are it's flapping in the wind most people will try to counteract that by over tightening it right which is the worst thing you can which do. is the worst thing you can do then you can start you know, getting I, flutter and everything else yeah right when people always talk about drift and stuff and it's, when i worked with my mentor I, we've never dealt with drift ever and i think it's just because he's never over tensioned his blade and he, he knows how to set it up mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um they got i do the same and you know a lot of times people ask these questions and my issue is you know they're like well why do you do that i'm like i don't know it's because because <laughs> it works because <laughs> it's, it's what i was taught and it works <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I don't get too too far into the weeds, but I do the same thing. The dollar in the center of the the wheel. Yeah, and um, and you know my blade is one inch, so it's kind of hard to get it exactly centered. But it's close. Right. It's as close as it can because right. it's, it's kind of weird looking blade. without. Yeah. If you look at that bandsaw blade and you know the the back end of it, it's ha hanging off the edge of the wheel, but right. it tracks perfectly <clears throat> true. You know, parallel to the miter slot, parallel to the edge of the table, and, and no, no what drift. What kind of blade? I use the um, the Leno carbide. Oh, fancy! Um, yeah, two two teeth per inch. That's because you sell like thousands of those Domino ducks you can afford. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, the Domino ducks are 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 good, but <laughs> not who I am. <laughs> so don't <laughs> don't tie cast me. <laughs> The domino guy. <laughs> no, truthfully, nice I, I I love I love selling them, and I, I I'll make them all day long. Oh yeah, um, no, that's a that's a really nice. Till Festool shuts me down. Until they make their own. Yeah, oh. out of green plastic. Yeah. So um, that that what what kind of a set or teeth or whatever the heck is it? Well, I'm not sure. They're carbide. It's it's a about a about a thirty-five thousandths curve. Okay. Which is. And is it like a three TPI or two? Two. Or two. two. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's pretty aggressive, right? It's, it's kind of a ripper, and you would think it would be when when they're new, when they're brand new, it is amazing finish. I mean, you can literally leave them like that. Right. Um, as it gets a little bit dull, then I start running them through a, a drum sander to clean clean that side. But sure. Right, you know. right. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, um, I mean, you know, because I get really good results off of just a, a Timberwolf um, blade. They're like 30 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. So it's a free TPI. But I think a lot of times it's it's how you set it up and also keeping consistent pressure. Right. And that's, speed. And the that's speed a good rate, point. You know, because I will, like you just said, when it's almost, it's funny for me when it's new. It's almost like once it's done a few cuts, it's at its sweet spot. When it's brand new, it's almost a little too hungry. Yeah. You know? Have you ever noticed that? Like it's yeah. Almost a little too it's, hungry. it's almost pulling it in too fast. Yeah. Right, right. It's just and like then, melting it like butter. It is. And then, you know, a few cuts in, it's like, okay, you kind of yeah, worn out a little bit, but um, it's, I can get it where it's, it's, I could send it for the planer off of that cut. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that cut can go down through the planer bed. Um, my little lunchbox planer, so no rollers, um, or just glue that straight down to the veneer because it's, it's, it's so consistent. But if you're stopping and starting, forget about it. Yeah, and that marketry class that I taught at the class at the college, we would um, we would buy exotic lumber's and people would bring in their own boards of some you know figured cherry or whatever, and we would slice everything up on the bandsaw. That bandsaw, it was just it was old and you know it was a school bandsaw and it had been abused and it took a lot of work to get it to cut correctly. But that's what we were using with some three teeth per inch um, timber wolf, and right. they do pretty good. Yeah, you, they, they, you, you I don't mean, have they don't, to have a carbide, right? And they're nice. I I still one day would like to get one and try one out. Um, I've, I've, my buddy had one, and the results that he got was pretty amazing. And he had it on there for a long time before he had to uh, get it sharpened or or change it out. Can you get them sharpened? They don't sharpen them, but Darren Oates has a video. He made a fantastic jig where he sharpens his. I think oh, two or three times. Right. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, he has That's this little a, angle yeah. jig because right. he cuts miles of lamination. So yeah, he, well, and he doesn't take it off of the uh, bandsaw. Right. Right. It's, oh yeah, it's brilliant. 
yeah, that's yeah, it's nice. Super smart. I don't do, I don't put the teeth, the gullets in the center. I, I center up the blade and I, I don't know, I, I tension the blade pretty tight. I know that, I know the fortune and I've, I've tried, I've tried those, you know, like Michael Fortune's thing of a little bit less tension and doing it the, with the, the teeth in the center of the wheel right. and that. I've had my best luck centering the blade up and I'm using one of those Lennox carbides um, also. And I've, what band school do you have? I've got a Centaro. That's an older and, Centaro, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a big saw. It's a 24 inch. Right. And they're not crowned, right? No, they're these, not- these are crowned. Cause I had, to, when I got the saw, it was, I ended up refurbishing it. You know, it, it came with like a, like a 460 volt three phase motor that I couldn't run. So I ended up swapping the motor out. I've got a five horsepower balder on it that runs with the variable frequency drive. And man, that thing's fantastic on a, on a, awesome. on a band For saw. a band saw. To be able yeah. to speed oh, yes. the blade up and slow it down. And then also to brake, to stop those wheels, you know, right. you know, those mm-hmm. big, those big cast iron flywheels spinning around. But um, <laughs> when I got it, I, I, I replaced the tires and then I and then I had to crown them, and that was a whole big ordeal trying to get those yeah. figure out how to do that. And then I also found out that if you if you ever replace tires on a bandsaw, um, don't use don't use the contact that, that they sell a three M has a contact adhesive that you'll see a lot for for putting bandsaw tires on. Don't use that. <laughs> Use it. No, get get the um, uh, the epoxy from. I think right. Carter sells it. I ended up huh. my tires ended up coming off um, because there's so much tension. You know, they're gripping that blade. They're what's driving the blade right. down. Well, and your tires, you have to cut. They're not like the tires on my. Um, Where you just stretch them on. Yeah, you just stretch. No, them these on. Were, these were you're... stretched on. Oh, really? yeah, they're big. Big old Crazy. I don't black put any glue on. Big old black rubber tires, and then they've got to be glued. So at, I'm confused. Oh. So at what point do you need the glue? What at what point? Uh, well, I mean, is it like after 24 inch? The, from now on, you need glue on those tires. No, I think on a lot of the a lot of the tires on some of the bigger machines, <laughs> because the, the the deal is is that you've got that much horsepower behind it. So there's a lot. Of there's torque. so much. There's so much pressure. Um, keep you know pushing that blade down that if you don't have mm-hmm. that it, it's going to ride up and and that's exactly what would happen it would it would start to the, create a wave well the tire would start to bunch uh, um mm-hmm. and then yeah because it's it's not like the 14 inch where you got the you know you snap on the the um urethane tires or what have you because right, those things right. just don't you know they, they don't have you know they well they don't have Five five horsepower behind. Yeah, my, mine's only a seventeen, and it's a one and a half. Which I love changing the damn things on that. It's so easy. And then the Laguna ones, they're all, you know, you have to cut it. Yeah, those and are then glue it. Those down, are and they suck. Are, are those Vulcan vulcanized? I, I think they're vulcanized means. from the from the factory, just, which means that they're like like they're. You just made a word up. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a Star Trek terminology, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it the planet they, they, Vulcan? They, 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 they put the they put the <laughs> they put the tires on like um like they put the rubber on with heat, and so oh. it's like it's adhered like through you know a, a wide belt sander is the same way if right. you've got if you've got a rubber drum and a wide belt uh-huh. sander that's it's cool. vulcanized on there they they put that on 
I think almost in liquid form, and then that cools, and then they and then they machine it after the fact. Uh, yeah, well, that would make sense because well, you wouldn't get any of that out of anyone from Laguna because they suck. But <laughs> you know, when I was a lab tech, I had to change out crap like that all the time, and you know. They would send it. It was like crazy wide. You had to trim it, and you know you glue this thing on. And a lot of times, if you didn't get that glue just right, and it was like humps and stuff. It was yeah. just a. It was such a pain in the rear. And then I would always have to true up the the wheel um, after the fact. You know, yeah. I, I would take it off, and I had a jig that it would go in and spin it up against a, a sander. It, it was just mm-hmm. you know, such a pain. Yeah, um, it is a bit. And you know, I mean, it wasn't always a pain, but it was it was more work than I felt it needed to be. But so, I think yeah. I think on those I think on those bigger <clears throat> saws, they they've got to be adhered on glued adhered yeah. on something that makes sense they've got, there's so much i mean when you start going through you know you start resawing you know uh 12 inches of of hard maple wenge yeah or wenge right. or cocobolo <laughs> or you know you know pick your pick your dense dense hardwood right. um you know you start going through that stuff yeah that and, makes sense i, I never mm-hmm. i never really thought about it because the, the only saw i've had to glue them on was a 17 inch Laguna, and I'm looking at my 17 inch and saying, "Well, why the heck do Was they need glued? to glue them on? Because I don't, mm-hmm. you know." Yeah, <laughs> and so it those takes me ones. five minutes to change out mine. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we had but that makes sense we had the big we one. had one of those 16 inch Lagunas yeah. at the shop that I worked at, and I think it had a five horsepower ball. Yeah, ball that is true. I mean, it's definitely more horsepower than my my Grizzly's only one and a half. Yeah, which I, I believe. which you can get you can get great results with those. Right, you know, right. it's not like I love it. Um, I love that. But, but man, I I don't know. I the machine that I got, um, you know, I bought that thing. Boy, I bought that at a at a bad time. I bought that when my when my wife was pregnant with our first child, and man, <laughs> I caught holy hell for that saw. <laughs> she still she still hates that saw, but man. So she was giving birth, and you were buying no, a bad she saw, was not that bad. That bad. <laughs> It was pretty bad, though. <laughs> nice. So that's really important. And then, of course, your bearings and your your guide blocks. Yeah, and um, the spring that... and the spring mechanism that tensions the that tensions the wheels. You know that that tensions up the wheel. You know. Oh right. If yeah. you look at the difference between like like the one that the one that I've got, that spring is probably I want to say it's like three eighths inch in diameter. Dang. It's a. I mean, you can. I mean, you could you could take a. a blade and put it on there and you could just snap the blade in half if you wanted to you know Man, you just crank yeah. on the wheel and it it could put so much tension on the blade and i think that's maybe mm. why i i end up putting it right in the middle of the of the tire and i can you right. know i can tension it up where it doesn't flutter you know um, i think I, there's a lot of nuances with bandsaws and so you know it's not going to be straight across the board no, no with, but, with the with the blade in the middle of the wheel and everything because with what you're doing and that works so that's that's right. Well, that's it. If, it. if it works, it works. You know, yeah. one thing I did find was with Laguna's bandsaw, they have that little tensioner gauge on there. Have you seen that? Like, you go to tension it and it tells you if it's a one inch mm-hmm. blade, mm-hmm. you put it there. Mm-hmm. What I noticed was when I first slab taked, we would do that and the blades were snapping like crazy. Oh. Wow. Like, all the time. And I was, you know, I was like, what the heck is going on? So then I finally, you know, I was like backing off of it and we were having trouble with drift too. And they, they didn't snap as often. And I think just yeah. having that extra tension on, and it was a lot, man. I mean, it it was a lot. Yeah, you, have, you end up having to torque it so bad to get it 
to say that oh. it's at the right tension and it's not at the right yes. tension. It's just it's that gauge is wrong. <laughs> I don't yeah. think those. Well, I don't know how accurate the gauges are. What I learned about the tensioning is to run the bandsaw and loosen the tensioner till it starts to flutter. When it starts to flutter, give it maybe a quarter to a half turn, and that's that's the that's proper optimal. tension. It's it's pretty loose. It, uh, it sounds pretty loose. I look um, for high E. <laughs> you must be a drummer. <laughs> I think my wife has, she's the one that plays music. I E. Oh man, I, I, that's how I first did it. Was what you just said, and now I just. I don't know. You just kind of put it on there, crank it a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's working. I, yeah, if you just start cutting to it, right? It's like there's mm -hmm. a sweet spot to move on. But but then you know, um, like the guide blocks just back behind the gullet um, is usually what I do um, on mine. I use tracing paper for the side ones on mine. Those gullets or those guide blocks should just be right behind the, right. the gullet, right? Use and, a, I use a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> all right so here's a question all right so okay all that good stuff um but how about technique so i'm gonna i'll say what i do and and see if any of you do it different and now i want to know why um so you know you see people that do have their you're making veneer and you've got your blank of wood uh, some eight quarter stuff and you're doing three thirty second veneer um so maybe you'll maybe you'll reselling it to around a 16th or so um i mean an eighth sorry so you join it you go over to the bandsaw and you start resawing. Are you going back to the joiner every single cut? No. Yeah, no. I, I've <laughs> never got that. I'll go back if the board starts moving enough and it usually maybe like six cuts in, I may have to go back and just address it real quick. But I've seen people do a lot, a lot of times they, they do one cut, then go back to the joiner, join it, another cut, back to the joiner. And it, it, and it's still kind of about, about an eighth inch. So to me, I'm like, you're wasting material and time. But mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a reason. But you guys don't do it that way. I've done it both ways. But the only time I will do that is if I'm cutting a bunch and I'll have, you know, 10 or 12 boards. I'll run them all through the bandsaw. Then I'll go join them all. Then I'll run them all through. And the only reason is um, really quality of cut because mm -hmm. um, I can literally take the – they're done after that. I don't have to – do anything with them one side has a jointed face which is up for marquetry the other side has a bandsaw i see bandsaw and my veneers are to the 64th when i when i cut them on my bandsaw i don't have to do anything with them after that so that was that would be the only time i would joint and then cut and joint and, but i wouldn't do it with just one single board right right well yeah if you're making like a veneered panel you wouldn't go back and forth yeah my my stuff always ends up going through um, either the planer or the wide belt sander after it's right. after it's after it's through the bandsaw, and I catch I catch both faces then. So the only time mm. the only time I joint is to begin with is just to get a face a starting yeah get a get a face. make sure the board's not not yeah. warped or twisted. Yeah, I think I think a couple of things that I found you know that I think would be good to to talk or share when your bandsawing when you're resawing is to have that fence. Um, if you're doing it by hand, is to have the fence end just just after the blade, just a little bit after the blade. You, right. Be, um, because if you if you're cutting a board that's got that has tension in it and it's releasing, 
sometimes mm. that thing is going to want to is going to want to kick bow kick off to the left and if you're resawing like some thicker pieces like eighth inch or if or if you're going to finish off at an eighth which is what i do a lot of the times i finish at an eighth for like the veneer skins for that door so i've got to be a little bit thicker than that well that stuff's you know a little bit less than it's you know it's a little less than a quarter i'm usually at what 20.21 is what i'm trying to cut at and it's got some pretty good tension to it so if if it gets to the back of the fence and wants to push off it'll actually push it off the right. fence where the cut is right and there's mm -hmm. just no need to have all that fence no there's there no reason all. to have it back there once it once it gets through the blade i, I just want to what do you think like an inch or two just past the blade yeah i just want it to be able to I, i've never i've never thought of that mine goes all the way across but it makes perfect sense yeah, yeah. i don't want it i don't want anything back there that gets in its way i just want it to do sure. it it can do its own thing you know sometimes man sometimes it, it'll be it'll pinch down and then sometimes it's like a big y <laughs> as you look at it you know what the board's going you know the, the board that still is is thick is going one direction and the other ones going the other way it just kind of depends on the tension that's in the in there but then the other thing was is uh, we talked about like a one inch blade and i really like that one inch blade from from lennox i've had great luck with that we used to have one of the hitachi machines resaw machines that has like a three inch wide blade Dang. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen yeah, those? Yeah. Okay. I can visualize it. Yeah, it's like a, it, it, it's a, it was a small resaw uh, machine. It wasn't much bigger than a, wasn't much bigger than a 14 inch bandsaw. I don't know, but it had like a three inch wide blade. And if the board stayed straight, it cut great. But if the board pinch closed, it would actually pinch on that, on the back of that blade and drag the saw mm. down. Wow. Wow. So it's kind of helps to have, you know that shorter that one inch thickness so one inch is a but, is yeah, yeah I, use, I use free quarter i don't i don't know why i just uh oh i think things, yeah things. i think that's fine whatever works yeah yeah, yeah mm -hmm. right right and it's a little cheaper yeah i've done i've done a lot of resawing with a half inch you know yeah you know because yeah. it's cause... well and you know that's the thing people get freaked out um students always because i i rough out everything on the bandsaw like i don't use a table saw at all and i give them my little spill why and i don't you know i'm never telling them there's a right or wrong way but i can't tell them why i do it this way and, and they develop their own skills and, and methods but when i mention the bandsaw boy they freak out and so i'll get one i'll tune up like a quarter inch blade and i'll resaw with that you know, and just kind of showed them like you can. I mean, it's amazing what you can do with a bandsaw if it's set up right. That's right. You no, know? the most versatile tool, probably, or machine. No, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it's and it's and if you're starting a shop, um, it's it's the place where you want to put your money. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or put your or put your effort. You know, that's that's what I what I did. I didn't I didn't have any money, so I was but I was able to get that saw that I knew could be a good saw if I was willing to put the effort into it. Right. And, uh, yeah. And your, your wife disagreed. It, well, she... <laughs> <laughs> she did She did disagree. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, you have, you have that awesome power feeder, too. I, I got... Yeah, I got lucky and, and you know, um, after all these years finally picked up that power feed and that, that thing's fantastic i mean it just yeah it's 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 a wonderful luxury 
to to have. Um, Who makes that? Um, man, I can't think of the name of it right off. Dare Notes has that the same one. Yeah, right? and yeah, and, um, that thing. I mean, and Brian Boggs has got the same one. I saw that Brian Boggs had one too. Uh, that's awesome. But man, it's it's so nice to be able to you know you you, you put it in and it just it's it's slowly i wish i could gear it down a little bit lower um mm. it, it feeds pretty slow but i it'd be nice if i could feed it a little bit slower but uh but just you know put the board in and not have to keep that pressure against the fence because right. man you do that you, you do that for a while it. and you're and you're man your right shoulder yeah. just kills <laughs> <laughs> try to yeah. try to keep pressure and every time every time you move your hand you get a <clears throat> you get a stripe you know yes um from the from the the gullets moving moving over that's why you just line up your kids yeah <laughs> between four of them they take turns <laughs> i thought you i thought you just did it freehand with the skill saw hold the end of the board with your foot and... right. <laughs> too easy, too easy. Uh, no i think you know the bandsaw i mean there, there's a reason why it gets talked about all the time it's, it's because yeah. it it's because it it is it's 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 that it's that versatile and it, and it's the thing that separates you from probably the other woodworkers around you you know, right, if you right. if you can if you can resaw, you you can make your own veneers. You can do well. And just you know, breaking down stock, it's yeah. like it makes so much sense for like you know you, it's rough stock. Why are you going to join a face, join an edge to rough out your parts if they're just going to move? And then on a table saw, I hate. I mean, it's wanting to throw it at you. It's if it's twisted, it's going to go nuts. And with a bandsaw, I love showing students like. We're gonna cut this part out. I'll stop halfway, go get a drink, come back. It's like it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's just pushing down. It's just, it's just pushing mm-hmm. down. It's super safe and it's a rough cut anyway. So you know, yeah, no it's, no prep work before you go to the bandsaw. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to use a spinning circular blade on something that's gonna want to move. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it just yeah, it doesn't. And I know, like in production shops. That's, that's different. I used the, the crap out of a table saw, five horsepower that would never bug down. We had a wedge right next to it, so we just shoved that wedge in it when the wood started pinching on the back of the blade and mm-hmm. no riving knife or anything. It was ter- <laughs> terrifying. But, you know, it was a production shop. It was a different different ball game. Sure, sure. But, yeah, you, you get used to it and you know where, yeah, you know where the trouble, you know where the trouble right. spots lie. And, Right. Yeah, you can hear it as it's starting to. Oh, yeah, um, it talk. It'll tell you. Yeah, you, it'll tell you. you. You can feel it in your in your um, in your rear end tightening up too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have time for that, do you? Oh yeah, you can feel that thing starting to tighten up, and you start. This might be a good you start segue to say goodnight. <laughs> start yeah. clenching up. We might have gone a little bit over. <laughs> yeah cool all right all right that was fun so once again thank you so much for tuning in to another woodworkers podcast episode we certainly appreciate it if you have any questions for the show you could do a couple of things you could uh dm any one of us uh here on instagram or you could email us and that address is info at woodworkerspodcast.com we look forward to your input and feedback on the show as well as suggestions for topics for other shows. So on behalf of Ben and Phil, I'm Ramon. 
and we'll see you guys on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks for time. Awesome, man. Talk to you guys later. All right. Ciao.